You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, NFL fans? It is another episode of Locked on NFL, and it's Tuesday. That means that you've got Luke Braun of Locked on Vikings and myself, Ross Jackson, of Locked on Saints. We appreciate you very much for being here for another episode of Locked on NFL, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's episode, we're going to start off with a look at Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. The plot thickened, and then the ice thawed. So what does that mean for the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers moving ahead here? looking like they're ready to get started for the 2021 season together. Then we're going to be joined by Eric Crocker and Brian Peacock of Locked On 49ers to talk Trey Lance. We're going to talk Jimmy Garoppolo at 49ers defense in our second to last or almost complete with our team by team training camp preview. You'll get the last one tomorrow with Tony and James for Locked On Steelers, but we're talking 49ers today. And then we're going to wrap up with Kate Majuk of the Locked On Dynasty football podcast, talking a bit about training camp hype and how not to buy into it. This is very important for your fantasy teams. Trust me. I've messed it all up before. So as always <laughs> on these Tuesday episodes, you've got myself, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson, Nola on Twitter, joined by Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL on Twitter. And this is Locked On NFL. And Luke, as we kick off this episode, we're going to get into the biggest story of the week. Um, Tom Brady manufactured a video. <laughs> We're going to go frame by frame. I'm going to show you where they where they lassoed it out. (laughs) It's a ton of fun. Actually, we could do that because we're on YouTube now, by the way. So we can check out the Locked On NFL YouTube page, but we won't be doing that. But before we get to Aaron Rodgers, we do want to talk about a couple of big stories around the NFL. So first of all, uh, we can talk a little bit about Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller traded from the Chicago Bears, and he's now headed to the Houston Texans. A lot of rumors around this trade potentially happening over the past few weeks or Mm -hmm. so over the course of the offseason finally happens yeah uh fifth and a seventh swap so nice just a late round pick swap um and what's kind of funny is that that rendered randall cobb redundant which allowed for part of the window for aaron Rodgers to kind of re-begin negotiations um so the bears might have accidentally fixed aaron Rodgers for the Packers. <laughs> That's hysterical. Oh, the trade implications never stop at just the two teams that are most involved that are actually exchanging assets. Uh, the other big news around the NFL, of course, would be uh, close to the close to me and close to the team that, of course, that I cover, the New Orleans mm-hmm. Saints, who are going to be without Michael Thomas for reports estimating around the first five games of the season because of an uh, essentially recovery and rehab from an offseason surgery that he didn't have on his high ankle sprain until June. I know a lot of folks have asked a lot of questions about why he waited that long. We just don't have that information. We know that there was a a tough decision. It's tough. Like, yeah, like whether or not to have surgery is really difficult. You don't know how things are going to heal. Yeah. Right. And especially when you're told, hey, this could be rehab, but come back for a second opinion after a little while and then we'll check up on it because surgery might be likely. The second visit just simply didn't happen. And so therefore they didn't know until he got to training camp in June or excuse me, two mini camps in June. And then they were like, "Mm, this ain't exactly right. So then he went on and had the surgery. So it's going to take about six to eight weeks from the start of that time frame starts in June, six, eight weeks for recovery and another six, eight weeks for rehab. So the Saints will open the season very likely with Michael Thomas on the physically unable to perform list, meaning that he won't be available to them until the week seven Monday night football matchup Mm -hmm. against the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing, though, is 
Tom Brady faking. No, it's right. We, we got to really go, <laughs> go over the Aaron Rodgers stuff. Okay. So basically the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, as of this recording are on the verge of signing some sort of reworked deal right. and essentially putting all this behind them so that Aaron Rodgers can play for the Packers in 2021. So here are the headlines for what they did to his contract and kind of what it means. So a 2023 is voided. So he's no longer under contract through 2023. Now 2022 is the last year. Uh, B, they, they will, quote, review Rodgers' situation at the end of the season, which is super ominous. Um, but essentially, it, it means that they're probably going to put some kind of out in that contract, some kind of way so that the Packers can more easily trade it or some sort of option or something, roster right. bonus, something like that. Um, they are also going to adjust the contract to save a little bit of cap room for the Packers in 2021. Details of that aren't out, but that's more of a, an accounting move. And then uh, the other thing that Adam Schefter reported, the other bullet is, quote, mechanisms will be put in place to address Rodgers' issues with the team. And it was also reported that Rodgers will only do this if Randall Cobb is traded to the Packers, which is also a hilarious concession because wow. Randall Cobb is on a horrific contract with like eight and a half guaranteed million dollars <laughs> with the Texans. And I mean, they would have to like Osweiler to get rid of him. Right. And now the Packers are like going to have to want him. So I don't know. That's wild. Uh, um, but basically, they have restructured things so that they can take this year by year with Aaron Rodgers. He'll play on 2021. They'll be the same Packers as always. And then at the end of 2021, if Aaron Rodgers is happy, things have blown over. If they've all made nice and, and kissed and made up, then he stays through 2022. If not, then they probably trade him. But it seems like the way that at least that Adam Schefter talks about this is Aaron Rodgers will kind of get first say yeah. in where he plays in 2022. And I, I don't know if that means he gets to pick the team he's traded to or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they could put a no trade, no trade clause in there, which gives the player the power to waive that clause only for trades that he likes. Right. Um, or it just means he gets to kind of be in charge of whether or not he's a Packer. But when it comes to where he's actually traded to, usually the player doesn't get a ton of control over that. So we'll have right. to see. But basically, this we're going to have this conversation again next February, next March. Um, and it'll be, I think, a lot different. It'll be a, a, a lot more peaceful, I think, because we'll yeah. have seen it coming. And this whole 2021 season for Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, very much the last dance, like the Instagram yeah, post like that the they Instagram made. Instagram post, yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be, I think, a very dramatic, I think a very emotional season in Green Bay. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, if you listen to or watched Locked on NFL yesterday, uh, Bo Brock having his conversation with Peter Bukowski, this is basically what Peter was saying, that it seemed likely that in 2021, Aaron Rodgers would be a Packer. But then in 2022, mm -hmm. he would have that trade to send him to Las Vegas or whatever it is that he wants to go. Mm -hmm. And it apparently also, yeah, and apparently it also seems likely that this will be Devontae Adams last year as a Green Bay Packer as well, as they have halted all conversations of an extension around the wide receiver too. No, he's back. Now that Ooh, Aaron Rodgers is coming back. Oh yeah, yeah. Devontae Adams is 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 open to everything now. That's all good. Yeah. I mean I, I hope that they do find a way to hang on to Devontae Adams for whoever that future quarterback is, but I don't think Aaron Rodgers is a Packer this time next season. I don't think he is either. Um, I, I think they'll find a way to trade or something unless, you know, everybody gets real nice and sings Kumbaya, which I'm sure we'll we'll hear all sorts of interesting headlines about that. Oh, but I don't know. It's such a weird season. It's going to be so yeah. weird, like, like in a good way. <laughs> yeah, well, I love it. Um, <laughs> I love that somehow this turned into misery for the Bears. It just tickles my heart.
So coming up, we have uh, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker coming on to talk about the 49ers. We have Kate Majuke coming on to help us not get too hyped about training camp headlines and not make stupid fantasy mistakes because of it. Uh, but first, let me talk to you about your car. It's hot out there. It's it's warm. It's August. And that means your car needs extra things. You know, you need to uh, pay more attention to the air in your tires. You need to pay more attention to the oil. And if you're doing it yourself and you're trying to change that stuff yourself and you're looking for where to get car parts, Rock Auto is the place for you because they take a bunch of the research out of it. Just enter your make, your year, and your model, and they'll get everything you need uh, sorted out for you. So you can just pick all kinds of different parts and you know you're getting something compatible with your car so you don't accidentally put the wrong oil in it or something yeah. uh that is at rockauto. that'd be real bad yeah. <laughs> uh that is at rockauto.com and uh whatever you buy there whether it's car parts or just basic supplies like having jumper cables in your car or windshield wiper fluid stuff like that uh you can find all of that at rockauto.com and at checkout make sure you let them know that locked on sent you there's a little how you heard about us section that you can go look at that is at rockauto.com amazing selection reliable reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need all right, football fans, welcome into another episode of Locked On NFL, and we are so very close to training camp, and that means that we are so very close to being done with our training camp team-by-team -team previews, the penultimate uh, edition today, the Locked On 49ers podcast coming through to talk to us about them, San Francisco 49ers. We're joined by Eric Crocker. You can follow on Twitter at Eric underscore Crocker, and of course, Brian Peacock, at BD Peacock, who's also one of the co-hosts of our national Peacock and Williamson NFL show podcast as well. Guys, we appreciate you very much for coming through for us to talk a little San Francisco 49ers. Let's start with the big headline here to get started with our segment. Uh, the, the 49ers draft Trey Lance, there was a whole lot of who will it be, who won't it be conversation around Justin Fields, Mac Jones, ended up being Trey Lance. How soon can we expect to be getting hype about Trey Lance in training camp here? The first time he throws a pass and the first <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo interception, because Jimmy Garoppolo is not a great practice player. There was a mm -hmm. famous practice a couple years ago where Garoppolo threw five interceptions on five straight passes. If he does that this year, the world will explode starting in Santa Clara, California. Uh, so, I mean, th this is going to be wild because it's a national story and there's going to be play by play from every beat rider. If throws are sailed a little high, if reads are missed, if there's bad footwork, it, it, I mean, it's going to be crazy to watch the the stats that are kept during training camp practices. Um, I don't think Trey Lance is going to start earlier on in the season, but mm -hmm. it's going to be really fun to monitor this summer. It's going to be a summer that 49ers fans are going to remember for a very long time. A lot of the fans have really high hopes for Trey Lance right now, right? Like, I mean, we've right. watched Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think people kind of lose perspective on the fact that Garoppolo has been a winning quarterback when healthy. And it would be, in my opinion, extremely difficult for not just a rookie quarterback to come in and just take his spot right away, but a guy who only started 17 games in college at the FCS level. So I love Trey Lance and everything that he is and the ability and the upside that he has. But we got to pump the brakes just a little bit because Jimmy Garoppolo is a seasoned vet. He has been there, done that, led the team to the Super Bowl. I'm with Peacock. I expect him to start off and eventually, you know, Trey Lance, when, you, when you're, you're drafted number three overall, man, the roster politics is going to take shape at some point. So I expect him to work his way in there down the line. Do you feel like this roster is set up to like nurture a guy like Trey Lance? I know the weapons, you know, everybody gets a lot of, uh, they, they get a lot of headlines on Ayuk and uh, Kittle and everybody, but 
Uh, do you feel like this is a team that's ready to take a young, inexperienced quarterback? And let's say Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt again. Let's say he's just not very good. And, you know, week two, you're thinking about putting the kid in, even if he isn't ready. Do you think this roster is set up to handle that? Yeah. And I think that's what probably makes people most excited. You know, I, I said it all along. I felt like for any of these rookie quarterbacks, the, t- the one that was lucky enough to go to the 49ers was going to land in the best situation because the culture is built, the standard is there, everybody understands exactly what they're doing. All you have to do is kind of plug a guy in there. 49ers already want to lean on the run game, right, and then do everything off of that. And I think that's part of the reason why people think that Trey Lance can come in and play right away because, like, hey, like Jimmy Garoppolo, all he did was throw slants and little dump-offs and end the rounds. Like, anybody can come in and do that. So you have a guy like Trey Lance to come in and do those things. I think that's what's going to excite a lot of people. The, the offense is ready to go. The, the weapons are there, explosive running backs, explosive receivers, uh, one of the best tight ends in the league, got a revamped offensive line with uh, Trent Williams being the highest-paid tackle in the NFL. Like, the, the defense – a lot of pieces coming back, a lot of guys, some guys on one-year contracts, but a lot of really good players. The team is it is ready to go, and I think a team like that is kind of built for a rookie quarterback like Trey Lance. There, there's a couple of things, too, because a Kyle Shanahan offense tends to take a while. And mm-hmm. so I don't think there should be an expectation, even though there is from some fans, because he was a number three pick and they spent a lot to go up and get him. And rightfully so, there should be high expectations for Trey Lance. But I don't think the expectations are necessarily week one inside the organization. So I think there might be sort of, um, you know, a little bit of relief for Trey Lance early because he's so young, because they have a veteran like Jimmy Garoppolo, who they've said all along is the number one guy. And, and Trey Lance is not expected to be the number one guy early in the season or in his rookie season at all. So he has a little bit of time there. I think that will help his development if there's, you know, there's going to be pressure from the outside more so than there is inside the building, I think, in a lot of cases. And if he is forced into play, we saw what Kyle Shanahan did with RG3. And Kyle Shanahan can dial up some things that will be trouble for opposing defenses just because of Trey Lance's skill set, even if he is really raw coming into his rookie season. And there's enough weapons around and Crock hit on at the run game. Run game, run game, run game, including running with the quarterback. Uh, I think the run game will be Trey Lance's best friend probably for the first few years of his career. Yeah, that San Francisco run game uh, has been very good for quite a while and always a ton of fun to watch. Let's switch the, the gears a little bit over to the defensive side. Brian Crock, what are the things you're watching over on the defensive side in terms of major training camp storylines? Health. I think health is number one. Sure. Nick Bosa is probably one of the more important players on the entire team. I know Fred Warner just got paid and he's, you know, got the green oh, dot yeah. on his helmet, relays the the plays into the rest of the team, and he is definitely important. But Nick Bosa and the pass rush is so important, even more so than his rookie year. In 2019, they had DeForest Buckner, they had Eric Armstead, they had D Ford, they had some veterans that you could count on to get pressure, and they had a more veteran defensive backfield as well. So I think with no Richard Sherman, no Buckner, really the guy that's going to make this whole thing go is Nick Bosa. And he's coming off a torn ACL. If he can come back and be a monster, and it looks like, you know, from all accounts and seeing some videos of his workouts in Florida as he's rehabbing and getting ready to play this year, it looks like he's going to be ready to go. And I don't doubt him, but he's this is his second ACL. He had one in high school. He had a core muscle injury his last year at Ohio State that finished his year there and he decided to just go work out for the draft instead of trying to come back and play his last year at Ohio state. So there's been a lot of injuries in his career. 
George Kittle, I mean, uh, and George, I mean, George Kittle's always super important, but on the defensive side of the ball, it's Nick Bosa. And mm-hmm. uh, if he can get pressure on opposing quarterbacks, make opposing quarterbacks' life more difficult, it's going to be easier for everybody else on the defensive side of the ball. So he's just, he's just, he's so important. I don't think it can be overstated how important he was and how impactful he was as a rookie two years ago before he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I agree. You got to go with the with really just the health of the defensive line, and not just Nick Bosa. Obviously, we are looking forward to seeing what he does. And this kind of going to be his second year. We'll give him a mold again for last year. But then you got D Ford, who only played one game last year, right. and they're expecting big things out of him. They've done some restructuring or whatever, and there's been a lot of talk about: Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? It sounds like he's going to be healthy. So if you can have him healthy. And you can have a guy like Javon Kinlaw kind of take that next step. I think they'll be fine because everybody else has started a ton of games, have played a ton of games. You look at the secondary, Jaquiski Tart, Jimmy Ward, uh, uh, Jason Verrett, Emmanuel Mosley, and then the slot, Kawan Williams, who's an extremely underrated slot defender. I think he's a top five slot easily in this league. They they have things in place to do well, even uh, shoots the linebackers. You look at the linebackers, you got Fred Warner, you paid him a ton of money, but Dre Greenlaw. Started all last year. Al Shire, he's done a good job in uh, kind of like replacement time when he's had to play. So everything is kind of in place. It's just, is the D-line going to be healthy? Is D4 going to be able to play? Does Ken Lott take the next step? If those things happen, then I don't know. It's going to get a little interesting. Yeah, that NFC West is really interesting. And the betting market, at least on Bet Online, has no idea what to make of the 49ers. <laughs> Finishing position first, second, or third, all within 50 points of each other, all plus 200 something. So if you want to bet on that, if you think you can guess right first, second, third, even fourth, you can go to betonline.ag and place those bets. If you don't have an account, that's no worries. You can go to Bet Online, set up an account for free on your desktop or your mobile. And when you make your first deposit, enter promo code LOCKED ON, L O C K E D O N. All one word, you get a 50% welcome bonus. That means for every 100 bucks you put in as part of your first deposit, you get 50 bucks slapped on top of it, courtesy of betonline.ag, just for entering the promo code LOCKED ON. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, wrapping up today's episode of Locked on NFL. And every Tuesday, it is the Tuesday Fantasy Forum. And here we are getting closer and closer to the beginning of the season. And so let me just be very honest. I have to be calmed down in this segment. That is absolutely (laughs) what is going on with me because we're I'm about to get really hype about training camp. I'm going to get really hype about the 12th wide receiver that makes a spectacular catch at some point during camp. So to help me calm down and uh, and to give us some more context around training camp hype, we bring back uh, Kate Majuk of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. Kate, thanks so much for taking the time to come through and uh, dumping a uh, a big bucket of cold water on me because I'm I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, we all are so thirsty for NFL, literally anything that comes through our cell phones, through Mm -hmm. ESPN, whatever your medium is, anything that comes through, you are so hyped because we're starved to death. We are like coyotes in the wilderness. We're hungry. We need something to chew on. And guess what? Like training camp is a really... Uh, very, uh, what do they, what do they say? Uh, like easily palatable yeah. uh, food. It's, it's yeah. just, it's, it's all optimism. It's yeah. all optimism. It's like, it's very hard to not find it digestible because yeah. there's something for everybody. It's like a buffet. Right. Yeah. You can literally like whatever your taste is for any offense, whatever your team, no matter what you are craving, 
there's something there for you. It's just about sort of like figuring out, okay, so I have this smorgasbord of options. What do I narrow it down to? And how do I like pull out the, the, the real sustenance here yes. versus like maybe the iceberg lettuce, no right. nutrition there. Right. What do I, what do I need to do here? What do I need to keep my eyes out on in order to avoid the empty calorie wide receiver 12 on the team hype? Because he just made an incredible catch. And how do I make sure that I find <laughs> what is more sustainable moving forward? I okay. do think so, like, it's so basic, right, Luke? Like, yeah, <laughs> it, it, watch who's on what team. That's always been, that's yes. always gotten me a lot further than watch. Cause look, every team will put out their like today in, can, in training camp highlights. Right. Mm -hmm. And you'll hear probably all the beat reporters will be like, wow, really cool catch from Johnny, whoever out of, you know, Eastern South Carolina or whatever. And <laughs> like, you're going to get that, you know, hype catch where somebody who didn't make the team throws a cool one to somebody who didn't make the team over somebody who didn't make the team. If somebody's on the second team that's not supposed to be on the second team, somebody is, you know, moves up or especially if somebody's on the first team that's not supposed to be on the first team and is there over and over and over again. A lot of teams just rotate guys, you know, somebody's injured and somebody gets popped up and then, you know, suddenly three different people are taking reps or if it's like kind of rotating all the time. But if it's like day three and suddenly the guy that used to be wide receiver nine is suddenly wide receiver four on the depth chart, they're probably doing something that's impressing the coaches and whether or not the coaches are right about that because coaches can be wrong. It's practice. You can, you know, practice can lie to you. You're not getting live game reps, but if the coaches see something, they're going to give opportunity to that kid and opportunity is everything, right? So when it comes to fantasy, at least, read the language of the actions of the coaching staff in terms of how they are structuring their depth chart. And then even in preseason games, which are right around the corner too, um, watch who's getting what reps with what teams, how early in the game. And you might be able to pick out somebody who's rising a little bit and who might randomly get, you know, some deep roster consideration or be kind of a, you know, watch who's going to be the Philip Lindsay. It's about trends. Like, yeah. There are going to be yeah. so many individual pieces of information about each NFL team, about literally any player that you have your mind on. There's going to be snippets and that like those are they're going to float out there and they might not all be realistic and they might not all be. Um, but what am I trying and not lies, but what am I trying to say, guys? Like, um we are uh, all misleading. Yeah. Yes. Sure. It, it, it's one play. Yeah. And you know what? Like you can't blame these guys because you want, uh, you want your players as an NFL coach, you want your players to be confident and you want them to feel your confidence in them. So I don't blame these coaches at all, unless you're Bruce Arians, which I feel like you're just a liar in general, but like most of the time, I don't blame these guys, but honestly, I think it's so important to listen to the trends and just as important as it is, like, what are they saying about X player? I do think it's important to think about like, who aren't we hearing about? Like, yeah. who do we think that has this like guaranteed role that we're not hearing about? Like, uh, I, I mean, I'm going to go back to last season where we saw Leonard Fournette cut in a very, like, a surprising move. We heard about it plenty. I feel like nobody really believed it, though we saw him cut, but they just said, we have the guy we want. Yeah. And guess what? No, they did. They literally had yeah. the guy they wanted, and it was James Robinson. And mm -hmm. 
if we literally just listened to what they had told us over and over again in the preseason, we might have had him on our rosters ahead of this week one breakout. But I do think like it's uh, it's about the trends. It's not about talking about, you know, this one guy that made one nice play. It's like, who are you hearing the name of over and over? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we always say rational coaching. Don't assume rational coaching, but just like think of the coach. Like sometimes sure. it is who the coach wants to have on the field, whether right. or not it's totally rational. But I mean, if you listen to the coaches, you will learn a lot and you'll learn a lot about the guys they like. And that can bring you a huge edge in fantasy football if you know how to utilize that information. One last thing. After all of this, we don't want to be killjoys here. Camp highlights are cool. And that's <laughs> they're it. So they're just great. cool. Well, let them just be cool and that's it. You know, don't make them have right. to be referendums on the future of the franchise. But enough of we, we've taken up enough of your time. Kate. So thank you so much for uh, coming around and hanging out again here on the Tuesday Fantasy Forum. We'll see you next time we see you. You can find Kate Majuke on the Locked On Dynasty podcast and at FF Ball Blast on Twitter. Thank you so much, Kate. Thank you for having me. All right. So tomorrow, last but not least, we're doing the training camp preview for the Steelers. Tony and James are going to bring Chris Carter on, and they will all talk a little bit about the black and gold for black, black and yellow. That's yellow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Black and yellow. <laughs> <laughs> it, is a, it is a high point of contention on Saints Twitter and Steelers Twitter about whether or not no the Steelers are black and gold. I, I was kind of hoping you would say it so I could bring it up. <laughs> See, that's why Vikings and Ravens are like purple, purple. Yeah, like we like each other. <laughs> but anyways, for Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson on Twitter, I'm Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL. Also, make sure you check out the Locked On Today podcast, where I'm sure a very giddy Peter Bukowski will go over all of the wonderful sports news Wisconsin has had over the last uh, few days. We will see you all tomorrow with Steelers preview uh, draft segment and all sorts of other fun stuff here on the Locked On NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.